0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign
1: up now at chumbacasino.com
0: no purchase necessary btcw Void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions
1: 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match
0: Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket and our look back at the fourth day's play in the first Liverpool-Victoria insurance test. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Between England and New Zealand from Lords. Of course, the third day completely washed out, so very little chance of a a decisive result, I suppose, with just one day left and England 165 behind, New Zealand two down in their second innings. And actually, Simon, um, we didn't do a podcast yesterday, inevitably. Um, it must have been quite a boring day for you, actually. And, and oddly, a whole day washed out, which is pretty much, pretty rare, isn't it now? Yeah, well, you think
1: about the Lords drainage and yeah, everyone says, oh, yeah, as soon as it stops raining, we're going get underway fairly soon. Drainage is good at Lords, but of course, it did never stopped raining, uh, even after they called it off. Well, it did stop after they called it off, but then it started raining again. So I think the umpires made the right decision. It's a really frustrating day because the match... I mean, it would be fascinating. If, the, you know, if this were three days in, with still two days to go, then, it, A, New Zealand would have a great chance of of winning the match, but there'd still be so much intriguing cricket still to come. But unfortunately, the the players have been, and the spectators as well, have been denied by the rain on the third day. It, it does happen from time to time. We've seen uh, test matches at Lords affected by the weather in, in recent years, the Australia-Ashes test match, and the India a test match before that, they both had days knocked out, so it's actually not that unusual. You think of London being sort of drier and warmer, I think it, it probably is generally, but unfortunately, put some stumps in the ground and down comes the rain. And actually, the forecast of tomorrow is suggest- a suggestion there mm. might be one or two showers around on, on the final day. But I mean, it was a really interesting day today and a, a, a triumph for Rory Burns in the way it was a triumph for Devon Conway you know, on the first two days. I mean, he, he dragged himself through Burns. I mean, he did have some luck, uh, Yoz. I, I mean, mm. it, wasn't, it was not It was not by no means an unblemished 100. I mean, Conway, it was really. I mean, it was an yeah. unblemished double 100. But yeah. for Burns, he needed some help from the umpires and he needed some help from the New Zealand fielders as well. T- and, and he needed some
0: help from the physio, didn't he? <laughs> because he had two at least two clangs yeah. on the head yeah. and uh, had to change his helmet. And that's what I... I worry about with him a bit, and I know you shouldn't uh, judge everyone on how they're going to go in Australia, but I do worry about that because he's a compulsive hooker, and the Aussies have bounced him out in the Ashes series of 2019 a couple of times. I just think he 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 doesn't play that shot very well, and he gets clanked on the head really quite too often for a for an opening batsman. But you know, credit to him, you know, he, he absolutely grafted, you know, grounded out, didn't give it away. Uh, picked up his runs, was quite fluent actually towards the end, and I mean, England were very thankful for him too because if he hadn't made that hundred, they would be following on. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, um, every chance that they would have been in a position to to follow on on New Zealand to enforce the follow on. I mean, it's it's funny, is it? I mean, the game is it's a game of such fine margins. We know that. I mean, international sport generally is you know in all sorts of sports those fine margins. But three times he was hit on the pad. Three times New Zealand went up for the LBW shout, and three times it was umpire's call. So if he'd been given out, he would have been Mm. on his way. You know, he wouldn't have been able to overturn it, and and a couple of those were earlier in his innings. One certainly was very early in his innings that that he got away with.
0: Um, Yeah, it's it's just these millimetres, isn't it? It's millimetres. And, you know, if the umpire's call goes your way, i.e. the umpire's decision goes your way and the, the technology backs it up i mean it's it's your lucky day, which I suppose it was today, but you feel for a guy like that that he deserves the bits of luck because he he gets so stuck in, yeah um
1: but I, I, I mean, was also a really bad miss stumping by bj watling mm. on 77 i mean though you you as a, any self-respecting wicketkeeper keeper uh, not just test level but county level even you know second level level and even mm-hmm. you know good league cricket level you'd expect to take that stumping and, and and bJ watling i mean was furious with himself and burns was also you know dropped in the 80s as well at, at second slip a catch that that really should have been taken uh, it was a, it was a tough old innings from burns yeah you had and give him tremendous credit for for battling it out out and you know there were a few England players today that you know swished and, and nicked mm, and mm. Uh, you know and didn't show a great deal of solidity but, but Burns did uh, he he yeah. was dropped in the winter of course he had he had a bit to prove and I mean what you, you mentioned his fluency in the latter part of his innings it, it actually just shows the shots he's gotten the shots he's capable of playing you know he really did rein himself in but he, he got into the 90s and then he saw Jimmy Anderson coming in he realised you know oh, well hold on I, you know, Jimmy can hold up an end as he did but if I don't you know, be a bit more proactive here than I'm going to perhaps miss out on a hundred, and it really opened the way for me. Played several sparkling strokes. He really did. It was a, yeah, you know, it was a, it was a sort of magnificent sort of latter part of his innings and a really, really gritty hundred, which you know inevitably will give him a great deal of of confidence and. You know, maintain his his place in the side uh, for the foreseeable future as well, because he you know he was dropped in the winter. So I mean, the, the good thing for him is that, he, of course, he was in good form going into the Test match. He has made runs for Surrey, and you know that always always helps. It helps the confidence, doesn't it, going into a game? But you know, one of those LBWs you've gone against, and especially the early one, then you know we, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about Rory yeah. Burns at all now, would we? No, but, and, and uh, well,
0: uh, I mean we would be probably talking about uh, England uh, up against it. Um, let's have a quick look at the, the who's winning graphic for today um, just to see what the state of, of the game is. And if you're watching this on video, obviously you'll be able to see this, um, but I'll describe it anyway. Um, so we, we've had a, a day or two, obviously with the, with the loss of the, the third day, um, there was probably less chance. The draw was always going to be uh, edging towards the, the most likely outcome. And we've seen that really develop today. Uh, there, was a, there was just a little hint for England uh, around about the start of play when um, they, no, sorry, that's not right, is it? Um, there, was, there was a hint of uh, opportunity for New Zealand, actually, around about the start of play today when they took Roots wicket early on, the first ball of the, of the day, of course, and then some fairly loose batting uh, by uh, Dan Lawrence, Ollie Pope, really, and obviously James Bracey, sadly gave the new zealanders a sniff of a chance of, of forcing victory if they could in making them follow on that that was at about uh, mid mid morning and they were up to 28% chance of, of victory england uh, 3% chance of victory at that point but really ever since then with the burns dedication and also actually some good batting from molly robinson uh, the new zealand's hopes of, of victory have pr- really much declined and the draw is now looking at like 90% uh, a possibility, so uh, all is uh, probably in vain for, for both teams to get a, a positive outcome out of it. I mean just talking about the the England batting, uh, those sort of rather, rather sad dismissals I mean does alarm me slightly when you see Dan Lawrence you know having a massive drive at about his second or third ball and um, the way he tried to play it as well, I've got a, a bat here and instead of going with the swing, and sort of opening the face, he has a, a tendency to turn the bat, turn the blade over uh, like a topspin. And I know a lot of modern players like to play that sort of topspin off-drive, but if the ball is swinging away, it gets you into trouble, as it did to Zach Crawley as well. So a loose drive from him, and James Bracey looked um, all at sea, really. A uh, good bit of bowling by Tim Southey, but uh, he did leave a gate you know, as, as wide as a barn door in the end, which the ball snaked through for a rather unfortunate duck for, for Bracy on his test debut and I, I, I just actually when I look at batsmen getting out like that I then compare it with some of the New Zealand batsmen and the, the tightness of their technique uh, Tom Latham uh, obviously uh, Devin Conway Henry Nichols, you know, they play Kane Williamson, they play the ball so close to their body they don't get drawn into those big expansive drives. They absolutely sell their wicket dearly. There's a an economy of movement, an efficiency of movement about the way they defend. I was looking at uh, Henry Nichols's uh, stats today about his innings, and he uh, he he batted um, something like 42 balls before he got into double figures, and his he hit his first boundary on his 75th ball, and he just totally dedicated himself to supporting Conway in that New Zealand first innings, and that is the the, the fundamental root of why New Zealand are so good because they bat in partnerships, they don't take risks, they defend really close to their body. And I had quite an interesting conversation with uh, on the wet day, the third day. I was in the box uh, in the grandstand with Mike Brearley actually, and also um, the <laughs> funnily enough, the New Zealand ambassador who's a man called Bede Corrie, Bede Corrie, and we were talking about what? how is it that New Zealand are always punched so, so much above their, their weight, and he was going, well, it's partly the sort of undog thing, that they have a population of five million, which is pretty much the lowest of any test-playing country, so they always sort of rise to the underdog status. But also, we, we've mentioned batsmen like Martin Crow. Martin Crow was... The prince of New Zealand batting until Kane Williamson came on and had the, the best record, had the most test hundreds and so on by a Kiwi. And, I mean, he just had a, a fantastic, simple method, played the ball right under his nose. I, I often tell the story about bowling to Martin Crow, even your best ball, he just stunned it two yards and, and snuck a single because he, he was able to play the ball so late that the ball went nowhere and he could get a single off your best ball. And it's, it's exasperating. And obviously he had so many uh, beautiful shots as well. But I think he's laid a legacy for th- th- this sort of economy of movement that uh, the New Zealand batsmen show and a dedication to the crease and an orthodox defence, which Devon Conway also showed, even though he's not a, a Kiwi by birth. He's kind of, you know, almost... Um, seem to have gained by almost osmosis the methods that they use. And I, I think there's a great lesson there to be learnt for those young England batsmen by the way the, the Kiwis bat.
1: So just a bit flirty as far as England are concerned in that, in that middle order, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and top order as well. Crawley uh, giving it away, Lawrence gi- giving it away, uh, Bracey being undone by... I mean, it was essentially a straight ball, wasn't it? Well, it swung a bit. Worry. It was from round the bit. wicket. It swung yeah, in it was a little bit. Quite nicely but, uh,
0: bowled. Well, I mean, yeah. what he did, Southie, was he, he went round the wicket and he just mm. shaped a couple away from the left-hander first, mm. like that, sort of w- using the slope, and then he swung one in against the slope through the gate. So it was mm. clever bowling, but the gate was very large. Yeah, I mean, you know, bowlers at international level are allowed to swing a couple
1: away and then duck yeah. one back in. I mean, you know, anyway, it's... It, so the best match.
0: batting, apart from uh, Rory Burns, was was Ollie Robinson today. Who, well, he, you know, he, I thought he showed good, simple method, actually, and um, did extremely well. What a, what a game he's had with excellent bowling in the second innings, two wickets, got Conway out, finally, bowled uh, off the inside edge and then got Williamson as well, so... It's been quite a game for him on the field.
1: Yeah, well, and off it as well. 140 for six, he came in at, and he thought New Zealand got a great chance; they could enforce the follow-on, but that that fifty partnership with Burns snuffed that out, and and you know, gave Burns um, some longevity as well at the other end, and in, in, increased England's confidence, and they got got up to a decent, you know, relatively decent score in the end, and, and you know, restricted New Zealand's lead. Now, Ollie Robinson again. I mean, bowled really well. He's had a, he's had an excellent match, as you say. He's taken six wickets, and he's made forty two. He's got the chance to, to to add to that on the final day with with ball. Who knows? Possibly with bat. Although England be hoping he doesn't get to bat on the final day. That would suggest that New Zealand have, have made inroads into England's batting again. What do they do with Ollie Robinson now? I mean, that, that, that's that's the question. It, is he going to be suspended for the next test match is he going to be taken out of the squad you would think that there was going to be some sort of uh, sanction against him and you could argue as well that if the ecb this is quite this is quite a, this is quite a sort of strong view really if the ecb uh, are serious about uh, you know racism and 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 sexism and they could have taken him out of this game and it, I'm sure, i i'm i understand it you know those there were some discussions behind the scene about the possibility of of doing that take taking him out of the game and sending out a really strong message because it it would have done wouldn't it i mean it would've been unprecedented and it would've been a heck of a decision to make and people would say well you know that would have penalized the other 10 players but is the is the stand that the ECB are trying to take, and they did take a stand at the start of the game. The players, they all you know, they all lined up in a show of unity at the start of the match. Is is that more important than winning, and uh, and so that, that is a stand they could have taken. At, during the game they could have taken ollie robinson out of the match and you know it, it's it would be a tough decision and you can you know people can argue well it was it was nine years ago eight, eight nine years well ago. i would argue
0: that yeah, yeah
1: well okay and that's and that's and i i perfectly understand that he was 18 or 19 at the time uh, you're allowed to vote at 18 you can get married at 18 you can drive at 18 you you know you, you are you know you are responsible for your actions and so, you know, i mean this is taking a bit further but you know if you if you I'm not I'm not saying he committed a crime, but if you did commit a crime at 18 and you were found out at 27, you would still be punished for that crime. But what, what the point I'm making is that you are, you know, you are responsible uh, for your actions. And it, it is it, it is hugely embarrassing for the ECB that they didn't, uh, you know, go back into his so- social media and, and and have a, have a look back because, you know, there, there is that you know, re- responsibility and they talk, they talk about equality and diversity and, and all those sorts of things. And yet you have a situation here where you know, it's hugely embarrassing. And those, you know, those tweets are quite shameful, actually. They, they really are. And he, when he, he put them out there and he you know, stood up after the first day and apologised for them. So anyway, so that's one thing they could have done. If they, you know, that would have been a really tough stance and uh, it would have really sent a message to all young players... That you know we are serious about this, and it would it, it really would have I mean it would have been a tough stance, but it, what a what a line in the sand it, it it would have drawn. Anyway, they they didn't do that. It's something they could have done. What do they do now? He clearly, well, certain I certainly, wouldn't. He, hold, have hold on, hold on, Clearly, clearly he does on you know his performance in this match. He deserves to have another test match. Mm. you know he's 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 played he's played superbly I'm not I I wouldn't say I don't know know, I've actually never spoken to him I'm just going on what I've you know what I've seen on on Twitter and you know what what's happened in this game but I'm I'm just keyboard warriors you mean
0: you're being influenced by keyboard warriors I'm not
1: not being influenced by anybody I'm just I'm just saying what I've read no I'm just saying what I've read from those tweets that he put out or you Mm, know those those years ago that's what I'm saying they are shameful Mm. and so um what what the ECB do they I don't think they I mean their stand is a is supposedly a, a tough one you know zero tolerance is what they talk about so what do they do I I can't I mean I can't see how he plays at Edgbaston even though even though with his on-field performances he deserves to play at Edgbaston so they've got a big they've got a big decision to make
0: yeah and, and I I think that they can't win either way but if it was me I would say i I'd perhaps fine him something and uh, and make a and make a clear statement that you know he's does been make fined clear, for this. Does that oh, make I mean, a clear? Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter whether though? it's. But but I don't see why he should be penalised uh, in a in such a severe way by missing a test match, which will be a blot on your career to be suspended for a, a test match for something like that, and for something he did when he was uh, you know nine years ago. When you know, I, I, look, I'm not in any way condoning what he wrote or or tweeted or whatever, but things have changed and, you know, these sort of issues have become much bigger and social media has become much more inflammatory and people are investigating it more and, you know, people delve into what you wrote and deleted eight or nine years ago. And I think it's almost condoning the the rather sort of scurrilous nature of journalism these days, which is to try and dig up all sorts of you know, nasty stuff about people when they're suddenly in the public light. Like, why couldn't someone have dug that up before he was a Test match player? Well, and, well... You know, maybe he could have been banned from a county game or something. It seems very severe to to suffer the, the suspension from a, a Test match for something that he did so long ago when attitudes to things like this weren't quite as, um, as harsh or, um, you know, kind of... Um, Punish, they weren't sort of punishable offenses as much then as they are now, well, perhaps they should have been
1: perhaps they shouldn't be It should have been then, and we, and we wouldn't, wouldn't be in the you, yeah, situation but... we are in now where sure. you know where we have a situation where you know th- th- those those tweets and he acknowledged that he was the one that stood up and apologized after that first day's play he 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 you know he he admitted it himself, and it, you know he put those into the public domain. And you know he was over the age of eighteen at the time. I mean, I do. I, I take your point that um, you know they people change, and I I, tot- I totally accept that. Um, but. The ECB have also talked about a zero tolerance policy, so they they have got they've got a decision to make about it. Whether they you know they just say oh well, uh, you know it was nine years ago, and will there be a bit of a sanction? But you know on on you go, or whether they they actually say right, I'm I'm sorry, I- we have we have to we have to take a stand on this, and someone will have you know will have to take the fall, and in this case, it is it is
0: Ollie Robinson. Yeah, I, um, I think I I think the amount of publicity it's had already is enough of a warning to next generation to to, to make them realise they can't post stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't think you need to ban someone to or suspend them or whatever to, to make it clear that this kind of thing is not to be tolerated. I think it, it, they're just the kind of it, it, apology he's already made and the embarrassment that's sort of surrounded him for two or three days is enough to make everybody realise that you can't do it. Yeah. Well, that is, that is
1: one point of view, and other people have... But a, you don't a, a agree with it. Different point. Um, well, uh, what I think is this, is that if, you, if you're an organisation... This is my point. Is if you're an organisation that says zero tolerance, what a, and you, you take the stand and say, I'm taking that person out of the game, what a message that sends to everybody that you, that you really do you are really backing up your words that, that I think that's the point i'm making if you if you talk about zero tolerance that that is a, that is a tough stance i agree i tell you, it is a tough stance to take taking be unprecedented to take a player out of the game and you know it, but if, if those are your words then that that is zero tolerance isn't it taking a player out of the game that that would be zero tolerance so anyway and if you if, if you think it's harsh you could argue yes it is and i i accept it. It's, a, it's it is a strong sanction it, it would have been a a strong sanction mm. but um well anyway they've got a decision to make haven't they from here good luck with that <laughs> yeah and it's not it's not easy and you know no. you some, and sometimes you need the wisdom of solomon don't you to to sort these these problems out it 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 is a really it's a really difficult situation there arguments on both sides and you know it, it's difficult to come to a you know you could argue it's difficult to come to a a wise judgment on this what you know what is the right course of action and i and i totally accept that um but I just go back to my point, if you're talking about zero tolerance, then taking him out of the game would be, or would have been,
0: zero tolerance. You know, I used to be a coffee addict. Couldn't function without two double strength lattes in the morning and another to follow, especially if I was going to the gym or on a cycle. It played havoc with my nervous system. Since I've discovered mission teas, that's all changed. I feel energised, but not hyperactive. Mission was founded by Tom Whittle on a nine-month ride through South America. His experience was transformed by the amazing properties of Argentinian teas based around the herbs Yerba Mate and Matcha, renowned for their slow release of energy, and roibosch, famous for its anti-inflammatory effects. Mission now produce a range of herbal teas specially designed for hydration, energy boosts, relaxation and even sleep. Numerous GB sports stars swear by them, including a number of the England cricket team and some famous footballers, too. Mission teas are not only genuinely beneficial, but they're actually delicious and don't leave you with stale coffee breath or constantly needing the toilet. Honestly, I feel totally upbeat, whether in the gym, coaching the kids or recording this podcast, and I'm sleeping better as well. I highly recommend you try some. Mission are offering listeners of this podcast 20% off your first order if you go to missionuk.com and type in the code CRICKETER20, all one word, at checkout. So that's missionuk.com, use the code CRICKETER20 and enjoy.
1: But he's a he's a he's a yeah. he's a very good cricketer, and he's he's had a, he's had an excellent match, and he bowled superbly tonight, and he batted really well today, and he bowled really well in the first innings, and he's got an excellent county record, and it is a county record that you know thrust him into the England side, yeah. two hundred and eighty, odd wickets now, 21. first class wickets, yeah, at, very you know, good, at sort of yeah. low twenties. I mean, they are they are they are they are figures mm. that say, pick me. He looks
0: a Test cricketer. Um, he no, looks, no one one. No I mean, I, I, you know, his batting is yeah, brilliant. He does. But yeah. he's perfectly respectable, eight or nine. And England could do with that, really. If you think the bowlers they've had recently, the fast bowlers, apart from Chris Wokes, no one can really bat that well. I mean, Mark Wood is disappointing today, I thought. You know, he keeps talking about wanting to be able to bat and, and contribute. And I know he works hard on his batting as well. I've seen him, you know, practising in the nets. I've been at as- Ashington when... We were filming our documentary a month ago, but he can't deliver in the match. And it's, it's a shame, really, because he obviously has ability, but there's this sort of mental blockage when you're a number nine. You know, you get to 20 and you think you're, you know, Kane Williamson and I will be at Coley, and you start trying to play expansive shots, and you get out. And of course, in his case, he tried to play an expansive shot after three balls. It's just you don't have the mindset for it. and. I, I think that's something that bowlers are really hampered by, uh, but I think Robinson looks as if he has got the mindset to to play in innings and and build and and you know accumulate and and, and work out the, the different tempos and things of, uh, that are required. And he's got enough shots, so and he's tall actually as well, which I think helps uh, to, to deal with aggressive fast bowlers or whatever. So, yeah, a, a great debut and um, someone who I think will really give a bit of ballast with broads batting so in decline over the last few years it will give a bit of ballast to the lower order which is good
1: yeah well yeah we'll, we'll obviously see what happens we shouldn't um finish this uh podcast yoz without talking about and we, we've touched on him a little bit mm. already tim southey i mean it's, it's magn- magnificent bowling figures and you know tight as well Six six wickets. I mean, he's over three hundred wickets in his his Test career. I'm sure, as a as a former pace bowler uh, yourself, you you can really yeah. appreciate. Yeah, no, actually, what, what I Sadie's love about done him is he's uh, like the New
0: Zealand batsman. He's quite he's got quite a simple approach, really. And I, I can you know I can demonstrate with this ball here that you know his basic outswinger just sort of tilts the, the, the seam slightly towards the slips and that swings nicely away from the right-hander. And then he just ch- just changes his grip slightly and, and moves the seam a tiny bit away from its normal position. So his fingers are now on the, the leather rather than on the seam, and he bowls it down the same action, and it doesn't swing. It, it just angles in, and it's called his three-quarter ball because instead of the, uh, the, the fingers either side of the seam, the fingers are sort of on three-quarters of the seam. So it, it doesn't swing and it just wobbles, the, the, the seam wobbles down. It looks like a cross seam delivery or something. It just wobbles down and goes straight on. And he's, he's been working on his in-swinger to the, to the right-hander as well, which he can now use for the left-hander. So he's, he's developed a few little extra tricks, but basically he runs up and bowls nice full-out swingers. He doesn't mind getting driven uh, occasionally and uh, he's trying to induce the edge all the time. He goes a little bit wider of the crease occasionally to try and induce the drive. And it's just little subtle variations and a a very rhythmical, quite flowing action as well. He's not quick, is he? He's 82, 83 miles an hour. But he just gets that lovely curving shape with the ball, seems to swing it pretty much all day and um, keeps going. You know, great stamina and, and just great optimism, actually, as a bowler. He's always smiling. He's not one of those grumpy... Fast bowlers. He's always looking positive, no. and uh, yeah, fantastic performance. Three hundred wickets, and of course, if if they have Trent Bolt for the next Test, uh, England's batting work will be even more cut out.
1: Yeah, I'm not not sure what's happening with uh, Trent Bolt. He's uh, here. He's here. He, He's here. he was wandering around the outfield. Uh, by now, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. Well, whether he'll play or not. Um, it remains to be seen whether he's had an, you know, enough mm. bowling, whatever conditioning. Well, I reckon they uh, need to be to ready play him to play in the next, next test uh, because Thursday
0: then he's ready for the, the World Test Championship final, and I'm looking forward to that actually, as I know yeah. you are. Well, Just to see yeah. those two teams, mm. you know, battle it out for even potentially six days. I think you were saying on radio today.
1: Mm. Well, well, that's right. I was, I was, I had a. Be- I mean, it wasn't the most thrilling. Uh, Friday night uh, my wife had a friend round my daughter had a friend round so there was me just on my own um, and so I thought what I would do is, is delve into the regulations of the World Test Championship and have a look at um, you, you know how to live don't regarding you? at the you spend the a Friday day. night re- reading well, the know, regulations of the World Test
0: Championship
1: <laughs> final well it, was, it wasn't the only thing I did on Friday night but it was one of them because I was slightly intrigued I what are, you know what in what way do we get a sixth day? And I have to say, having read the regulations, I'm still not <laughs> quite sure. I, I think because I, they're not they're not well written. They really aren't very well written. Uh, they, they should be, in a, in a, a for example, you know, in there just to, to, so that people can un- understand it. Anyway, we will be kept up to date by the match referee as the match goes on, so we'll we'll be able to communicate that. But it seems to me from reading, and I may be completely wrong, that it is possible, say, to have an hour and 15 minutes on the sixth day. As long as they pay us back. for I, I, I the so, I don't anyway. care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're going to be there as well. So it's, it's possible to come back for an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half or an hour and five minutes. I, I think that it has to be an hour. That's the, that's the most we can... Well, sorry, the least we can play on the final day. But anyway, if there's no rain, then we won't have to worry about it. And, you know, a draw's a draw. Um, but if there's time, significant time lost, then... At that time, it's not made up in the first five days, will, I think, be carried over to the sixth day. But we, what we won't have is, it, it seems to me, unless it's loads of time lost, we won't have a full sixth day. There'll be, you know, a certain amount of time allocated yeah. uh, for, the, yeah. for the final day, the sixth day of the match. You know, it's, back, it's not quite timeless test. I mean, we've had six... Day, we have had six-day test matches. I mean, I remember there's one... I mean, going back in the day now, there was definitely one in the 1972 Ashes series, which is when I started first started watching cricket because that was a decider. So they had six days uh, for the Oval Test match between Eng- England and Australia. And Australia you know, won the match on the final day and, and levelled the series. But England held the ashes because they'd won in Australia the, the previous time. Of course, you go all, the, all those years Open. back you know, to timeless test matches. 1939. 19, famous one, 1939. Mm. T- the 10-day game. England needed about 40 to win, but they had to call the
0: game off because... Yeah, and you know, they no, they I think they were chasing the about 600, 600 I mean, it's in the last innings as well.
1: They uh, cha- uh, which, yeah. So, I mean, they were chasing a huge score to win. It mm. would have been, you know, an incredible um, feat if they if they got there. It's funny, isn't it? Back then, they probably thought 40 to win, or oh, that'll probably take about another hour and a half. These days, they'd have knocked it off in about <laughs> yeah. three overs and <laughs> <No, no,
0: yeah, laughs> everything. No, no, I'm just going to give you one now, little bit of credit. D- um, what? You predicted that Gloucestershire's okay. county championship campaign might falter. I see they've lost by an innings to Leicestershire. Yeah. RIP Gloucester. Well,
1: they're, yeah, they're struggling now, aren't they? I mean, I did say uh, about a couple of weeks ago they'll have to play very badly to mess it up from here, and I think it's fair to say they have played very badly. They've lost, they've lost two matches by an innings in their last two games: Surrey at the Oval and uh, against Leicestershire as well. Uh, well, you know, they, do they, hmm. perhaps they've been found out. I don't know, but um, they still, they've, they'll still be in it going into the last two games against. Uh, Hampshire and and Middlesex, but it's going to be a, a tall order. It's really starting to concertina at the at the at the top of that that group too. We, what we should just is look at the very quickly a word on the final day of, uh, at Lords. Your um, yeah. who's winning uh, graph says uh, clearly a draw. Uh, what 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 could change in that? Well, we've, we've, in theory, well, what, we've got what, ninety-eight. What could over, change? The I mean, we have could got ninety-eight. Is, is on the is, final if day. the
0: ball does what it did tonight and they nick it instead of miss it. England could, I I, I know this, you know, the the graphic says England have a 3% chance of victory, but in a way, you know, if the Mm. ball really does something and there are a few edges and go to hand and, you know, say England bowl New Zealand out for, I don't know, 150, they could chase 250 to win. Um, Obviously, if, if New Zealand get bowled out for 150, that suggests the pitch is playing up and it certainly is a little bit. So chasing 250 will be tough, but... Yeah, you know, I think all results are still possible. Actually, I think the graph is is almost a, a little bit of a, a, an illusion, but yeah, I, it looks you know, odds on to be a draw, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you you
1: think a draw is is a is a big banker there. But you know yeah, it it, yeah. it could it could happen, you're right. I, the other side of it is New Zealand, New Zealand might get in, into a position sometime in the afternoon where they think declare and try to embarrass England in say, you know, 50 overs or something like that, 53 overs. Uh pro- probably a race against time. They'd had a, if they had a couple of decent spinners, uh, then it it might be different. We we we've said early in the game that uh, this this pitch is probably has not got the spinners it deserves. I, I mean the ball has turned and, and I think it will turn tomorrow and if it say be India's spinners bowling on the final day they they might well have been able to or they might, you know, mm. cause some problems, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna be Mitchell Santner who who is the you know, the unlucky man on the yeah. stumping, uh Rory Burns, um, you know missing out on a on a on a wicket. But you'd you'd think draw, um but not for want of trying. It's been an interesting Test match, hard-working Test match. Quite a struggle for the batsmen, actually. and Conway and Burns have been able to, to triumph, but the bowlers have, you know, the bowlers have
0: sort. Of it's all to do really with this. It's all to do with batsmen. this. It's, it's that not beautiful Duke's it's, ball. No, it's yeah. not. About, it's no, not, it's not belter, a Belter, is it? I think it's because it's dry. Mm. You know, the ball is is gripping, mm. and there's a little bit of yeah. uneven bounce. Yeah. Now, just a quick date for your diary: Your uh, and my colleague, Varni, has agreed to come into the virtual cricket club mm. next Wednesday. To give us a few more opinions, excellent, and lots of other little revelations. So that is next Wednesday. uh, The uh, what date is that? The ninth of June uh, at seven o'clock in the evening. Michael Vaughan live in the virtual cricket club. You can ask him direct questions on screen. Things you've always wanted to ask him. Uh, and he's going to be there for over an hour on Wednesday night in aid of the Virtual Cricket Club, and you can join us by going to worldsbestcricketclub.com. It's £6 a month to join, but we do have a live player on that stream every week, and also we post podcasts and things like that, so well worth it if you sign up to worldsbestcricketclub.com. We'd love to see you because that is a really swelling community and lots of cricket chat on the WhatsApp group that... We've built around it, and people are really sort of meeting new friends and getting kind of some really good insights into cricket on this WhatsApp group as well. So, hopefully, you can join us at the world's best cricket club, and we'll be back to review the last day of this match at this time tomorrow. So, speak to you then. <laughs>